With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's yeah, up, man? fine. You hear me good? Oh, yeah. What's going on? Sure. I'm going to, uh, oh, not much. Just uh, was working on some uh, a video from uh, a spirit box session I did about a couple weeks ago at uh, infamous Alabama Outlaws grave. And uh, I got some really interesting stuff. I got a response that said uh, it uh, said shot by the law, and he was actually killed by a sheriff. So. Oh well, that's crazy. Yeah, it was, I didn't um, realize that I, that so much came through, but it's been a couple of weeks. What I'm going, what I'm actually going to do tonight, Alex, is I'm just going to ask you just like, just you know, just questions we'll talk about the paranormal yep. and we'll talk about into some you know some of the cryptids um for sure um, along with like with what you're doing with the cryptid world uh with your bigfoot and um i seen the video but i didn't get to actually watch it all where you had got the wood knocks uh, yeah, i'm those hoping were, to check uh, that out yeah those were uh in my i i what I've been doing around here since I've been busy and everything, I, I happened to find uh, this this place not far from my house, and I decided to just check it out. And the more I, the more and more I go there, and we'll talk about this tonight more in more depth. But the more and more I go there, like I've been having experiences like that, and um, so it's kind of became my small little research area where I kind of have been, uh, you know, going back to similar spots and uh, seeing what, what's changed. And and then when I found that area, um, that was on, I'll talk about it all on, on the show, but. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, yeah, well, I'll wait to, yeah, to go into that. I'm area. glad to finally get you on here. I mean, I've been trying to for, I've I've had so much chaotic stuff going on with, my wife being yeah, sick man. and out of the hospital and things, and then uh, had to Sorry take her. Ah, uh, it's it's due to you know underlining health problems that we've known about for a while, and but she's getting things taken care of finally, so uh, hopefully everything will be good, doing man. good with that. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll go ahead yeah. and get this. We'll go ahead and get this show on the road if you want to. That way we can get into some good stuff. Yeah, I'm down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ninja of the Woods podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Jim Blanton. Tonight, joining me is Mr. Alex Bob from uh spectral wolfpack paranormal guys uh if you don't know who he is then you're not getting on youtube much what's going on alex hey what's up man just uh working on some videos and 
things like that tonight, kind of taking it easy. You seem to keep pretty busy uh, putting the the videos up because I know that you're kind of consistent on doing that. Um, yeah. And your videos are kinda, awesome, dude. I mean, thank you, man. I've uh, I've kind of gotten to a little rhythm at this point um, where I've, some some weeks I'll be able to get a video out every day. Some of them might not be like super well edited. You know, I might not put a ton of time into some of them, but I, uh, I try to get some content out you know, every week. Oh, that's awesome, but, uh, you know, and that that's one thing that uh, I don't do is YouTube videos. I need to get into doing those, but I just, I'm already spread so thin with uh, getting things ready for next year's CryptoCon and uh, oh yeah, back and forth with all then, that other type of thing, so, but. The first year but, of CryptoCon uh, was awesome too, man. It was, and I appreciate you so much for coming. Everybody was talking about your booth, the way you had it set up, and once you had to sell, man, you were a big hit, and I really appreciate it. And uh, I can't wait to get you there this year. Uh, I'm finalizing things, and uh, I'll know more about it in the weeks to come. But let's get into awesome. some of the – before we get into it, and I know I usually cover a lot of – a little bit of everything, and it's usually Bigfoot and stuff – but I myself am a um, paranormal investigator, and I love that type of thing. Uh, let's talk yeah. about a little bit uh, what got you started into doing the paranormal thing. For sure. Um, I, I, uh, I usually start when I talk about the beginning. When I was a kid, I had you know, several experiences uh, with, with, with what I considered uh, spirits, and then also some things that I would consider leaning more toward extraterrestrial, uh, or even just UFO. I'm not really sure what it was, but one of the first experiences I remember was when I was around 10 years old. I was laying in bed, and I woke up, and I saw a man sitting in the rocking chair in my room, and it wasn't someone I had seen before, but for some reason I felt safe around them. And to this day, I still think it was my uh, my grandfather who passed away long before I was born. And I think he was just maybe checking up on me. And I can't say for sure. That's just the feeling I got. But uh, I remember I got up out of bed and I walked over to the chair and I tried to like sit on his lap. And I just fell through and hit the bottom of the chair. And I was like, whoa, what is what the what did I just see? And so the following um nights after that I remember I would stay up and watch just like staring at that chair expecting to see him again. And so after that, um I would have little experiences like that. I'm sure that when I was much younger I probably had even more that I just don't remember. Um hopefully they'll come come to me someday. But as far as the other experiences, like I was saying, I had one in my backyard where this light came down above the trees, and it was like one of the brightest lights I, I can remember ever seeing, and that's like all I remember. After that, it's just like that was it. The light comes down to the top of the trees, and then that's all I remember. Um, so 
that's just two two of the experiences that I that I like. So, tell. are you are you thinking that was more um, UFO alien type related? That's what I I thought, you know. But the more I think about it, I'm just not sure because other other UFOs. I have seen other things I consider UFOs um, throughout the years, but that one in particular was one of the only ones that had like a super bright light to it. Uh, I've seen some red lights and things like that. I've seen this strange little. It's almost like a bean, like a silver bean. Uh, and it was flying through the sky at extremely fast speeds, and it flew over Applebee's. We were coming out, and this lady was like, "Is that a UFO?" And I was like, "I think so." <laughs> but I, wow! You know, but that that first one, I'm not sure. You know, like, that's what I assume it is, but I can't say for sure. That's awesome. Uh, I myself yeah, have those, seen uh, some. Well, I've seen some crazy things in the sky that you can't quite explain, and you yeah. go through your mind just like you know trying to ex- you know talk yourself out of it. That one, what you've seen, and you go through all these scenarios. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, it it plays big part in whether it's a paranormal investigation or you're out looking for cryptids and UFOs and aliens. Yep. That that type of thing goes hand in hand. You second guess yourself, and but you it know does. I've seen. I, yeah, I've seen some crazy things before that I couldn't quite explain, and I just chalked it up, you know, to, you know, being a UFO because, uh, mm-hmm. one, it was unidentified. I had never mm-hmm. seen any anything like that before in the sky. Uh, yeah. At the time of the and it was at it was at night. Um, mm-hmm. It would stop and erratic movement. It would move quick. It done these crazy loop like maneuvers that i've never seen anything do before uh not even yeah. satellites i've ever seen that so you know i kind of chalked that yeah. up to possible ufo uh activity definitely yeah i mean it'll be it'll be that sporadic movements and strange lights just things we don't normally see in the sky um you know lately with the kind of drone movement there's been more drone activity in the sky and sometimes I've seen those doing some weird things, but you can usually tell the difference between something much larger and a drone, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Definitely some, uh, the UFO and, uh, and whole extraterrestrial side of things is definitely a, a a wild subject. Yeah, it is a wild subject. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I love this this type of show that I do, so I can bring people like you on to share uh, everything. Any any type of experience that you have, it's always good to have people on to talk about different things because um, if you talk about the same thing over and over, a lot of people, they get tired of hearing it, and they go to to other shows, you know, and I want them to be here. I want them to really listen hear it from the horse's mouth from um, real people that experience these type of things and not just someone that you pay to come on a show and um, talk about things like that. And that's the reason why I want to get get people like you guys on here to to do this. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about your uh, paranormal stuff. Now I know uh, for a fact I've got a couple um, cases that i work 
that stood out more uh, to this day. What are some of the uh, – can you give us a couple instances uh, of some cases that you've done that's really um, stood out better than any other case that you've done before then? Definitely. Um, one recent one that we did, uh, we were investigating a place called the Thornhaven Manor. And it wasn't like a residential case or anything, but more just an investigation. And there, uh, there's been one murder there. Uh, uh, a family member poisoned. What was a, I think it was a, a son-in-law poisoned the father, I believe. And um, so there's been that, a suicide there. And then a lady who just somehow ended up dead in the snow in front of the house. Um, in more recent years and so it's, it's got a little bit of a dark dark history but when we initially went there they didn't tell us too much about what we actually experienced like they told us some of the spirits there like girls more and you know you'll hear some sounds and things but what happened that night um, was one of the most I guess I would say it was intense but it was it was just a weird experience. So when we got there, we started setting up and everything. And I was with my friend, Eric Connor from Epic Paranormal. And we do a lot of collaborations together. And um, he started feeling kind of weird at first, kind of, he was getting a little antsy and angry, uh, feeling a little just, just off. And so we continued the night and then all of a sudden that feeling jumped over to me and I started feeling really bad. Um, it kind of goes into the, it, it kind of goes, this kind of goes into the more dangerous side of the paranormal that some people might not, you know, might not think exists, but it does. So anyway, I started feeling really bad, distant, angry. Uh, people who were watching our live stream could tell they were, they were mentioning it. Eric kept asking me if I was okay. And then we did this sort of, uh, we do this sort of seance type frequency opening where we run a spirit box and we just kind of state our intent that the frequencies are being opened for communication. And this specific night, we did a really, um, it was just like we were tuning straight in. We were really opening ourselves up, opening the frequencies and asking them to come through. Well, during this whole moment, I started feeling even weirder. Um, I kid you not, there's this doll on the table and it's just a you know normal doll with its, it's got its eyes closed. Um, it's just sitting on the table. I look at the doll and its face was different than I remembered it. It, it looked old and twisted. It looked just, just insane. And I, and I see that and it almost looked like I was looking through this weird glass. So anyway, we finished the frequency opening. I'm still feeling weird. Um, similar to an out-of-body experience almost. It almost felt like I was a little bit out of out of body, I'm going to say, because um, I have experienced that as well. But all of a sudden, I forced myself to tell Eric, I was like, something's wrong. Uh, I'm not feeling right. And we normally didn't, you know what the SLS camera is? Oh, yeah. The uh, maps, the, maps the figures if it, if it, detects movement and whatnot yeah uh, built out of a the xbox connect cam 
And uh, yeah, anyway, you, you, uh, ex- explain that just a little bit more for the people that are listening yeah. that don't know what we're talking about. So some people figured out that if we use a Xbox Connect cam with the SLS, there's some SLS programs out there that uh, do that allow it to do things like um, map skeletal figure if there's if it senses movement um, and things like that. And Eric Eric builds a lot of his own equipment and he had built um, an SLS cam and that's what we were using. It films in like an infrared spectrum and it uh, sends out those infrared lights and if it detects movement in that little cell, it will map a little figure and it will show the movement. Sometimes there's false maps, like it might map a chair and it won't be moving, it'll just be a stick figure like sitting there. Um, so we normally didn't break that out until later in the investigation, but this was early on and for some reason Eric had it upstairs. So when I told him I started feeling weird, we he, he immediately grabbed the SLS and he pointed it at me and told me to stand over by the door. So I stand over by the door and at first it, it, it looks like it just maps me. Um, all of a sudden it starts mapping energy off of me on the floor and around me because what it does is it maps, it, it puts down a color for what it's, what it's seeing, which kind of shows the mass. And then the stick figure goes on top of the color to show the figure um, exactly what, you know, what it's trying to, trying to map. Um, and it can only map a figure with two arms and two legs, at least the model we use. There's there's different models out there, and um, some of them do different things, but this is the one we were using. So it maps yeah. the figure on me and the, the uh, energy coming off of me. And Eric says, yeah, something's messing with you, man. I can see it. And it was like the figure was coming off of me, and it was still moving even though I wasn't. And it was like trying to come off of my body. And he turns Do you to the think side. that that was possibly trying to like uh, attach itself to you? Definitely, because what happened next? Um, I, mean, I think it was what was making me feel like I was. And after what happened next, I think it was. I don't. I don't think it was a human spirit personally. After what happened next, but he turns away for a second, and then he turns back, and on the on the camera, you see the figure jump out of my body. And it's sitting on the ground, and it's all like not mapping a human stick figure. It's mapping this like jumbled mess, and it's like moving around. And he's like, "It's out! It's out!" And I kid you not, at that moment, instantly, I felt so much better. Um. So anyway, um, next it stands up, and it's mapping something that's out of the frame of the video, and it's already mapping about seven or eight feet tall. So whatever this thing was, it was mapping something that was maybe eight to nine feet tall. And it, the way that it was mapping it, it had been the, the stick figure has, you know, the four, the two arms and two legs. It had bent the arms back behind its back and it almost looked like it was like wings. And that thing is just on the camera. Uh, like it looked like it was like, like bending over and jumping back up and flexing. And putting its wings yeah, out. Yeah, inhuman for sure. Yeah. All of a sudden it disappears. And then Eric said he saw something go past him. And he thought it was me. But I was standing over to, to his right. And 
um, just to, to finish up the story, the rest of the night, it was, I was seeing light anomalies everywhere. I felt like I was way more open after whatever it was, you know, I guess jumped inside of me. And the whole night it was jumping back and forth. It was like all of a sudden you'd have that feeling again, that like dread and anger and just horrible feelings. And then we would, you know, we had a crucifix and some holy water and some sage. And uh, we would just break that out anytime we started feeling bad. And for the most part, we were able to keep it away, but it was definitely trying to mess with us. But yeah, it sounded like it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, no, that's good, dude. I mean, I've got time here. I'm not worried about this. We're just we're just going to talk okay. about this stuff. Um, yeah. But it's it, you know, from my experience, what I've. Uh, experienced also that's that's what exactly what it sounded like dude it was trying to attach itself to you and if you mm-hmm. hadn't had that holy water with you it probably would have stuck with you and, and could have even went home with you and you know a paranormal investigator that's the last thing you want you know even myself too is to bring something like that home with you yeah especially something like that and you know i already i do get you know, pretty drained from doing this stuff. Um, Like, even if I just do a spirit box session, a simple, you know, but connecting with that energy and everything will leave me super drained. And um, so I go, every couple of weeks, I try to go get a Reiki session done, which is just like an energy healing. Um, Yeah. And it kind of just recharges me and and helps me uh, not stay so drained. Sometimes I feel like, and I've also found oh, out good. though that I had a friend of mine who told me, uh, you know, the reason why you are, you feel like that afterwards, after an investigation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. And she told me, well, you're empathic. Yeah, why. for sure. Because, and I was like, definitely, seriously. And you know, she was like throwing all this stuff out here. She was just telling me, you know, you feel, you pick up on the energy and in places do you ever feel like you're being stared at and i'm like yeah big time anytime i go into a place like that that has something bad yeah uh, i mean you can feel it on the back of my yeah right right on the back of my neck breathing on my neck i can i can pick up that energy like i'm being bored through you know into my soul (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. And as she finally explained to me, that's the reason why, because you pick up on energy of places, bad things that happen, yep. there, you know, man, and it's like sometimes it just, it's like, you know, like, wake up, we're here. Uh, yep. And and it's like the more you talk to them and they realize that you can pick up on what they're feeling and what happened at the time that this, these things happened to them, murder, suicide, and things like that. Man, they they're unrelenting. They won't like let up at all on you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing, see, like I was probably picking up on some of those feelings there, um, with the anger and you know the distance and just the way I was feeling. And it makes me wonder if whatever that thing was, you know, has been there for a very long time and also. Uh, was there when all those bad things happened because one thing weird about that house is that the doorways they built the doors like over like almost it's like about like eight foot tall doors and they're huge doors might even be closer to 10 feet tall just giant doors and it just looked weird and i'm like 
did the whatever this was influence them to build this place like this too? I mean, it's, it's just a weird place. Wow, but definitely one. Of, That's crazy. Definitely one case that stood out. Um, this past weekend, we did the Hales Bar Dam. It was my second time there, and that's in Tennessee. And uh, that place is just wild. Like the first time I was there, it was completely in your face, like disembodied voices and footsteps and loud bangs and slams and all kinds of stuff. And I caught a lot of it on camera. Um, this last time, though, we actually had access to some of the names of the people who died there. We were some of the first people to have access to that. And we got some great results uh, that will will be up on several channels, my channel and Eric's channel and <laughs> uh, JP, Just Paranormal and uh, Truth Paranormal. Give some shout outs there. <laughs> but uh, hey, that's I was fine, with all man. those guys. We did, a, we did a big collab and, and uh, I'll tell you one experience that I had that was just, just wild. We, uh, me and Joe from Truth Paranormal were in the tunnels at Hills Bar Dam. It's like this long tunnel, uh, dark, dark, murky, long tunnel leading into the, uh, leading into the area, like the sort of power room of the dam and stuff like that. And the mechanics room, there's a long entry tunnel and we were down in that tunnel, just kind of filming and it was still daylight out but you can't you know it's dark in the tunnel and uh we're just talking and talking about how crazy the dam is and then all of a sudden we hear this it was like ring ring we were like what was that and then it goes ring and it was like this long longer drawn out ring and it sounds when we played it back on our cameras and everything it honestly sounds like some kind of old telephone or something and you know there's no power in this dam there's no phone in the dam but we heard that in the tunnels and we caught it on camera and uh we haven't figured out how to explain it so it's pretty cool that's pretty neat i like that yeah it was uh it uh, kind of set the mood that that happened right at the beginning of the investigation and everything but uh one of my favorite yeah, that, places, that, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, if you, uh, the last, if you get a chance to get one that I Oh, yeah. Uh, there is actually a place here in Harlem where I live at uh, that I'm wanting to, uh, uh, I'd like to actually do a collab with someone because there's so many people in my area. I did more because people are just so scared. Um, yeah. There's been a couple places here where people have begged me, you know, to come and uh, help. It's just so hard. I'm limited yeah. uh, with what I have, with the, the things that I have at my disposal mm -hmm. to use. Uh, I'm just out. But there's a place called uh, Little Shepherd Trail. It's on top of Pine Mountain here in Harlan, Kentucky. Uh, there's yeah. a, the whole stretch of that road is, you know, there's just been legends all, all the years 
along with that wow. stretch of road where it's there's supposed to be high high volumes of paranormal activity and uh yeah i'm thinking about uh, hitting that up before the weather gets cold and seeing what i can come up with up there um and I love the last like yeah the last uh, case that i worked was recently uh in the area where i live at but the one i'm going to tell you about was in glasgow kentucky which is out west mm -hmm. from where uh, i live at now um i didn't get much detail a friend of mine's like uh would you come with me and help me uh work this case because it's supposed to be a a home where children are present and the kids are seeing things and uh and I'm like, well, sure, you know, kids are involved, you know, I'm down for that. Let's go, let's go find out what's going on. Well, mm -hmm. um, he didn't sit down with the family at first and ask questions uh, beforehand. You know, it was just like, well, no spare of the moment things where he's like, yeah, he told the, you know, this lady that called, uh, she told him all this activity that was going on and she was like uh can you come and help me so he was like just wanted to be nice and help out because there were kids involved <clears throat> excuse me and this this is where uh uh i learned my lesson on uh not asking questions and doing research into the families and things like that we get there yeah. and of course we get to talk to the kids and things uh and uh, we're just like uh, going through this stuff, and then they were like, "Tell us, well, we seen this upstairs, and we seen this downstairs, and uh, we uh, get into the basement, and we do a uh, an EVP session. And we're sitting there, and you know, we start and we start hearing voices. And uh, yeah. I kept looking at my partner, and I was like, "Dude, did you hear that?" And he's like, "Yeah. Well, we get back home, and uh, we get." Uh, a creepy creepy voice i mean uh if it was human uh this person was having to scream at the top of their lungs uh you know just to get yeah. that energy out but it was awful it sounded to me it sounded kind of demonic and female in a way telling us to get the f out yeah and we, wow. when i heard that i was like dude uh that's usually not something common that you hear from a, a human spirit uh yeah is you know the curse like that and but later on we come to find out after we talked to the family some more before we left um their oldest son uh dabbled in mm -hmm. the occult uh witchcraft yep. uh satanism uh, you know, devil worship and things like that, and they didn't tell us that before we got there. And their excuse was they were they knew we wouldn't come if we found all that out. Um, and I just told them I was like, well, when you put yourself in those type of situations to where you're bringing bad juju and mojo into your home, and yep. uh, he's like, you know, the father's like, that's not it. He said my dad was an exorcist. And I looked wow. at him, I said, I said, say that again. And he sniffed yeah. and he said, my dad was an exorcist. He was not like a priest. He was a pastor, but he had done so many exorcisms in the time that he was, you know, a preacher. 
And but he well, said he doesn't do it anymore. He said the last time he done a, you know, worked with someone uh, that was demonically possessed. Uh, not long after that, he got out of the church. And yeah. you know, I can't. I had to scratch my head for a minute. Okay, well, it's nice to meet you all. Uh, we'll get back to you on that if we get anything. <laughs> and we did. That's when we got the EVP and we sent that to her. And she's pretty much begged us, um, begged me here even recently to come back down. And I was like, uh, there's really not much more I can do. I can help you guys get in contact with a church um, mm -hmm. to help you all out. Um, you know, yeah. a, a father or a bishop, that's the only thing that's going to help you guys out. But, uh, yep. I, uh, because you know those whatever it was that was there was e attached to either the uh the younger son or the oldest mm -hmm. son i'm sorry and the father i believe because of the uh his dad being uh a exorcist as he called himself and uh yeah but, you know, and, and people don't realize what they do. That stuff stays with them for a lifetime. Definitely. And a lot of people might not realize it, but, you know, exorcists and people who study demonology, you know, they have to be very careful. Um, I've had experiences with it myself, but uh, with those things coming into your life after you start you know, if you're studying them or studying how to defeat them or even doing the actual exorcisms and cleansings, that those things will try to um, affect you negatively. They'll try to come into your life um, and influence your thoughts, things like that. And I've heard stories of well-known exorcists who had to be exorcised themselves by another exorcist because of things yeah. taking control of them. And I do think that you're right about that, about how it probably originated from from something to do with that. And then it might have influenced the son to start, you know, dabbling in the occult and Satanism as well. And uh I believe it I believe it really did. And that, that was one I, of their biggest so downfalls too. was that. Yeah, it was yeah. It, it was a bad situation. And you know, I I I've tried to be so nice to them, and I've tried to explain to them, you know, I've only, I can only do so much. You guys need to get yeah. in contact with the Catholic Church so that they can interject yeah. because of the things that were going on there in that home. It was straight up demonic activity. There was no ifs ands or uh, you know, uh, around it. And um, yep. my friend was like, "Man, why are you adamant about praying before we enter this place and we get out?" I was like, "Dude." This is the last thing we want is to bring that energy <laughs> back home with us. I said, yeah. you call yourself a paranormal investigator, and you're you're asking me why I pray for us both before and after we get out man, of that place. Better safe than I, sorry, man. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. And I was just like, really, bro? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> use your well, brain, you know. I wonder if uh, were you guys outside of the house? Oh no, this was time? inside the home. Yes, and you guys inside were, the yeah, whole time. I mean, 
what I'm wondering is if uh, even if that thing was trying to speak through him or influence him to say something like that so that you wouldn't pray. I don't know. It's just a thought, but um, I, I, you know, and uh, you know, I'm real. I'm really religious. Um, yeah. I, I'm. I'm always pray over. Um, anytime we go into a place and things like that, even you know the people that hung around with me that know me best, they know mm -hmm. that uh, you know you got to put God in the middle of these type of things, especially when you do these cases, because if you don't, you're going in without any type of armor. You know, any any way to defend these things off, and they are real. Yeah, it's and important. a lot of people just think it's just movies. Oh, it's fake. No, I mean nah. they can talk to you. They can talk to me. There's other investigators out there that will let them know this stuff is evil reincarnated. I mean, these things are not to be taken lightly at all. No, it's true. You, uh, I definitely, that's one of the things that if anyone new is starting, I always recommend, you know, you have to protect yourself and don't underestimate it. And the way these things work to me, they, they do a lot of work behind the scenes on, you know, messing with your life, uh, messing with your emotions, things like that. You know, sometimes they get physical, of course, people get scratched, things like that. But I do believe that they exactly. have a uh, they have a harder time, you know, getting on our physical plane and messing with us on that sense, as opposed to like they can easily affect your emotions, your feelings. So I think that's a great idea to uh, do that before investigations, definitely. Um, one time I did and that's a, that's how, that's one of the reasons oh, why they so, give us such a hard time, like you said, you know. Uh, they can't get yeah. on our physical plane, so that's the way that they can get back to us is that way. Yeah. A lot of people think that they're extremely jealous of us, that we have physical, you know, that we're on this physical plane. I, you know, who knows? Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But whatever they, you know, they definitely want to um, inflict some kind of harm upon us, some kind of negativity in our lives. So definitely good to uh, come in armored up, and uh, and that would have been definitely good information to know before that investigation, <laughs> like you said. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> um, I did a house cleansing one time. Well, I got a call from this lady, and she was saying, you know, how how much trouble she was having. Her kid had got scratched, and she was terrified of her own house and we went to investigate uh actually we did no we didn't go to investigate we just went strictly for cleansing i didn't even i told her i'm not going to investigate we don't want to make things any worse we're just going to come cleanse and like you said if we can't help you out then we'll point you in the direction of someone who can and uh on the way there we stopped by walmart to get some last minute supplies and at Walmart, it was pretty awesome. We had three uh, random people come up to us and just ask. They said, "Can I pray for you?" And I was like, "Yes, you. Yes, you can." So you know, they prayed for us. They prayed with us. Uh, they gave us two of them gave us these little books that had some Bible verses in them. And uh, 
I just thought it was so weird because like I've never had that happen to me at Walmart. And on this on the way to this house cleansing, we get three separate people do it. Completely random, uh, or you know, probably some kind of synchronicity you're, and not you're random doing at all. God's but... work, dude. He's gonna he's gonna make a way for you. You know, he's gonna protect you, and that was just his way of uh, sending those people to you. Yeah. you know, God works in mysterious ways, dude. You know, we all know that. And, uh, you know, that yeah. was just his way of helping you out even more is sending those people to pray for you. And, you know, that was awesome. I mean, um, yeah. I've had that happen that was... to me before. Yeah. It, it does you happen. Know, that, that... And, uh... Oh, good. Um, I was just going to say that's, that. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I was just going to say that was like probably – that was probably the most successful house cleansing I've ever done. I, that lady still to this day uh, hasn't had any problems. And when we got there, she had Bibles laying out on the floor because she said she had heard that that would help her. And we were like, you know, pick them up and read them out loud, you know, get, you know, get in there and, you know, take your house back. And we got her going on, uh, you know, we had her saging and saying prayers out loud and everything. And by the end of it, she, you know, thanked us, called me a couple months later and was like, I haven't had any problems since. And uh, so it was just awesome. It was really, really good. That is, that's cool. uh, Yeah, that was another good case uh, as far as the paranormal goes. Well, what do you got recently (laughs) that you've been doing? Well, recently I have been... Uh, as far as my videos goes, I've been I've got tons of footage that I'm still going through always, you know, from even months ago, from certain locations and whatnot. But then I recently started uh, my Bigfoot channel because I used to upload my Bigfoot videos on the Paranormal channel, but I decided I wanted to kind of break those apart. That way, anyone who enjoys the Bigfoot content can just watch the Bigfoot videos. And anyone who enjoys the paranormal can watch that channel. So I started my channel Bigfoot Bob, and um, and started uploading videos on there. I just started some new videos. I didn't put any of my old Bigfoot stuff. I left that on the other channels. Um, and I started, you know, getting some of those videos up on that channel because I simultaneously I'll go back and forth. Sometimes I'll be doing a lot of paranormal work. And then I might take a break or get burnt out and switch over and do a bunch more more stuff with cryptids and things like that. But the past couple of months, I've kind of been doing a little bit of both uh, every week. So it's been a it's been a good time and a lot of fun. But uh, recently, I had an awesome night where I went out and and camped out alone and uh, did a live stream and I had enough battery packs to keep the live stream running all night. So that way people could be there with me while I was camping. Uh, they could be watching the woods around me and watch the live stream all night. And they literally, when I woke up at night, I woke up around nine in the morning. Uh, I woke up at six and then I went back to sleep and woke up at nine and I get out of the tent and the phone and live stream died right at that moment. But people got to see the whole night, so that was cool. That's neat. And uh, that that's awesome, right there. 
I've got, yeah, uh, I've got some, some activity uh, going on in my area here. Um, yeah, a friend of mine uh, came to me and was showing me some footprints and things that he uh, had uh, found. And I mean, he even done size comparisons. He put his foot to it and everything. So yeah. that piqued my interest right, right there. He even talked about oh, the yeah. stride. How he said the the stride was incredible. He said fourteen yeah. to sixteen inch print with you know at least a good three and a half to four foot stride so we're at least seven foot tall or you know in between i'm gonna say in between seven and eight uh yeah the more less of the footprints the way he said they were they stopped and he said it's kind of like it made a uh, up and down foot motion and then it turned back and ran he said because the distance was crazy and I got to thinking, yeah. I was like, did you think maybe you came up on this this Bigfoot and you startled Definitely it? Definitely possible. So it turned around. Yeah, it turned around and ran back <laughs> out of the roadway. And he's like, well, I didn't think yep. about that. He said, that's a big possibility because we were in a side-by-side. And we were just, mm-hmm. he said, going, hammering down this road. And when we stopped after we seen the footprints and stuff, and he said, we about pulled up on him. I had to get to, he said I had to get my friend that was in the driver's seat, uh, had to scream at him to stop because he almost ran over, he ran like halfway over one of the tracks. And he took the pictures and he was showing me, he says, does this look like Bigfoot? And I was like, dude, you just got some perfect pictures of prints. I was like, that has, awesome. I said, that look, yeah, it looks like to me it's, that he's like well we're going to check this place out he said we're going to use this for a research area so i was like all right make it happen so awesome. we've got that to do uh yeah it, i mean it was it's crazy and this area you know there's not a lot of traffic through there it hasn't hasn't had people in this area i'm going to say at least for from the um maybe the even the uh Ten, ten years maybe. There's nobody been yeah. in that area, and it's just crazy. That's wild. I, uh, I've I've been uh, doing a lot of research at this one area near my house, and you know I live in Bessemer, Alabama, uh, which is like the the house I live in is a uh, was a coal mine. Hello. Hello? I don't know what happened there. Oh. Go ahead. Everything good? We yeah, everything's good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, what I was saying was uh, I live in Bessemer, Alabama, and my house is a uh, – my house is an old coal mining officer's house, or it was back in the early 1900s. And uh, so, I, you know, I live in this historic home in Bessemer, Alabama, which is a – Smaller little city. Okay. There's something going on with my computer here. Anyways, uh, keep going, dude. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. Uh, but I live in a smaller city, and um, 
Yeah, I get, I get this. Uh, I get this problem. My call too. We're trying to figure out what it is. We're gonna call, talk to you, and uh, use the support and figure out what's going on with that. Wait, what's up? I'm sorry, I've got somebody that's calling in here, and oh, I, yeah, it sounded like we were. I think I've got it taken care of right now. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. I think we were connecting with someone else because I heard some other voice too. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. So, uh, yeah, someone else was calling (laughs) in, and I wasn't ready to take any calls or anything. And but yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. Um. Uh, but what I was saying was I live in a small city and down the street from me is uh, a little road that kind of just cuts through a, you know, a, a decent patch of woods. It's not huge or anything, but it's a decent patch of woods. And it's a patch of woods that, like you said, no one ever goes back there. There's no hiking trails or anything. And uh, there's there's like a little cemetery back there off the road. But for the most part, no one really goes back there. For some reason, what I, I originally went there and investigated at the cemetery and had some strange experiences. But one night I had decided to kind of go into the woods behind the cemetery. I heard there was there used to be a house back there. It's no longer there. But as I get back there, I start noticing some strange things going on with the trees. Uh, you know, big tree trees that came seemingly from nowhere laying there leaned up against other trees and trees bent up all all weird and almost in these weird circles and things like that and so i'm like there's some kind of some bigfoot activity back here like what's going on and i was amazed because it's not far from a city you know but I, i do think that they come closer to us than we may think but uh so I started going to this place more and more, and it kind of became my little research area close to home. Uh, my favorite place is Talladega National Forest, which has well over, I think it's like 440,000 acres of, of forest. Um, but anyway, so I go to this place by my home, and that's where I did that camping stream. And during that night, around 10 or 11 o'clock, I started hearing this like voice um i was like what what is that i i I said some cuss words because i got kind of freaked out for a second (laughs) no doubt doubt. (laughs) but what it sounded like now i got this on recording it's not the best recording because of how far like how far it was i had only my handy cam and a little digital recorder for some reason i didn't bring my task cam i would have been able to pick it up a lot better with that but I started hearing this like weird deep voice and then these like higher pitch sounds as well. And uh, to me, what it sounded like, and I kid you not, it sounded like the samurai chatter, you know, similar to what Ron Moorhead had captured, but sounds like that. And the people on my live stream said to them, to them it sounded like uh, some sort of Native American uh, tongue or some kind of speech like that. And Wow. I couldn't believe that I, what I was hearing. Just in the in this little 
in the woods in Alabama, hearing that sound. And I'm, I'm going back, you know, as much as I can with my Tascam now, trying to see if I can hear it again. I haven't had any luck yet, but that was insane. And, um, that was, that it, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it was something I'd never heard before. And, uh, and you can hear it in the videos, the deeper tones. There's like this one really deep tone and it makes this weird, like, I, I can't tell what it's saying, but just, you know, it's some other kind of language or something. And then you have these like higher pitched, And, um, okay. We good? Yeah, we're good. This, I don't know. Someone's trying to call in and it's just messing everything up. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening out there tonight, guys, uh, I'm not taking any calls tonight uh, for our guest. Uh, we can have him come back late at another time, and we can take calls in for you guys. But tonight, please do not call in. Um, I great we greatly appreciate it. Uh, you calling in to ask questions or anything, but uh, I'm sorry about that, <laughs> Alex. Go oh, ahead, a, brother. No, going. no problem. I understand. I mean, I I have a. things like this happen a lot when I do streams and stuff. As well. <laughs> yeah. But um, so anyway, the next morning after I woke up from that night where I heard the, the strange chatter and some other songs, we heard we heard dogs barking at one point, but there's no houses that close to where I was. I, I, I was thinking it was a dog. It kept sounding like it was coming closer, dogs barking, and then it would just stop and we wouldn't hear it again. Uh, and just things like that. And then, of course, you know, some owls and... Um, and of course the insects uh oh and we we did catch uh sounds like a branch like it doesn't sound like a branch just breaking but maybe a branch being snapped off of something but then there's no other sounds but that and, uh, so maybe it was just a branch falling but just under the circumstances some of the stuff we were catching was, was pretty cool and also sounded like something came up and was messing with my tape recorder and when i went to check on the tape recorder later uh, it had just been turned off, and the batteries weren't dead or anything, but somehow it got turned off, and I don't really understand what happened there. But uh, the next day I woke up, you know, the live stream died, and my phone died, and I didn't I didn't drive there, so I decided to, to walk the few miles home through the woods. And so I headed out into some new territory, heading back toward where my house is, and that's when I heard uh, the two wood knocks that are in, they're in my most recent video. And then they're also in the, the camping series where, about that trip. Um, but I was coming down this ridge. I found like a, some old, you know, just like some tires in the middle of the woods type deal and things like that. And I got to this like little rock. There's like a bunch of cool rocks. And I was like, hey, this is cool. and I started talking about how there used there was legends about old native temples out in the woods, and I was like, maybe this was one. You know, it was just a bunch of rocks 
and uh, and then all of a sudden in the background I hear that this loud knock, and I was like, I was like, what was that? And um, continued walking down, and then I hear this other sound, and this one was a lot louder, uh, like it sounded closer to me, and. I didn't say this in the video, but I was almost thinking that it banged on. There was like this old car, uh, this car, uh, like roof in the middle of the woods. And I was wondering if it banged on that because it sounds like, like wood hitting something, but it sounds a little louder than some of the other knocks that I've heard. So I'm not sure, but, um, so I hear that. Then I continue going down and then I hear something that sounds similar to uh, like a red fox, like kind of screech. Like to me, it sounded like a dog or a monkey, like screeching. So I hear that and I'm just like, this is awesome. Like I'm hearing these knocks and these sounds and like, what is going on? And and I actually did see when I heard the screeching, I saw something, I didn't catch it on camera, but I saw something moved through the woods really fast and it looked it looked about maybe five only five feet tall um but in the video i'm like i just saw something oh my god but when i checked back on the footage i couldn't make anything out like any movement or anything but someone did point out that later in the video there is this one moment when i look down at my shoes and then i pull the camera pan the camera back up and you can see something it looks decent size. it almost like looks like a wolf or something like but it's just like this shadow like goes past and behind this one tree and then it just doesn't move move you don't see any more movement um so i'm not really sure what was going on that day but the woods were the woods were alive that day like i saw a hawk got some footage of that and i saw you know i saw some deer and squirrels but Whatever this shadowy thing was, it didn't make any sound when it moved, and I didn't even notice anything moving when I was there. I mean, you know how it is in the woods. You, you can normally hear um, squirrels and and other animals yeah. moving. So there's something like uh, like yeah, the name can... of your podcast. You know, these things are like ninjas. <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, really, that's that's the way I came up with this. You know, yeah. with this. Uh, name for this thing somebody's like man those big he woods is yeah man i was like yeah you know it stuck with it and they are you know they're stealthy and this is not something that they just come by one day and figured you know hey we just need to be quiet maybe these hairless monkeys will like (laughs) they won't uh (laughs) try to come in thing and they've adapted over time to know that that's how they stay away from us to, you know, it's just to be stealthy, to stay back at a distance and observe us like we would observe them, you know. And but they yeah. they know uh, how humans are. They see how we destroy things Definitely. and we destroy forest and things like that. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for um preserving nature and um, species because how are we going to be able to um, study these creatures if their habitat's gone if other animals in the area that's a food supply for them is gone you know 
And some people are yeah. like, well, buddy, if I see one, I'm just going to shoot it in the head. And that's bad coming from a country boy like myself. But it does happen. Uh, I hear oh, yeah. horror stories every day. And the reason why I call them horror stories is because people get on these these shows and these radio shows and podcasts, and they talk about shooting Bigfoot. Why would you yeah. want to shoot a living creature that you're not going to eat or is not going to yeah. – uh, Help a family, feed a family. Uh, I was mm -hmm. raised, if you shoot something, you eat it. You don't shoot something and just let it lay there and rot away. Uh, that I is agree. food for you. That is food for other animals. Uh, and, yep. you know, we we have to take care of the forest. We have to take care of other animals. And these I creatures agree. are out there. And, you know, we have to help them and keep them safe, too. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm all about that, too. And, uh, and uh, you know, I actually I'm... listened to... Uh... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say I looked into buying some of the land uh, where, where I research at, but... It was like they said it was like over three hundred thousand dollars for three acres or something. And I was like, "What? <laughs> Why yeah, that? for real." I don't understand. That must Why? be some prime real estate, is all I've got to say. <laughs> yeah. But you know, some people are yeah. setting their ways like that. You know, they you know they they expect the the top dollar for such a small piece of land, and the, it's like this in this area where I live too. There's some people that. Uh, Three acres, you know, here is not that big at all. And, mm -hmm. you know, where you live, it's not that big either. But for $300,000 for three acres, that's a, little, that's a little crazy. That's a little steep, you know. Yeah, man. Like, I live only a couple of miles away. And uh, my we got a house with uh, about uh, a, little, a little more than a half an acre. It's not much, but much cheaper than that <laughs> like oh yeah but and I, i've so. i found out over time though too that uh some people will tell you that just because they're not interested in selling and you know mm -hmm. it's they, they're just polite enough not to come out and just you know blurt it out in front of you say oh i ain't selling you nothing so they just rather just yep. you know just say oh, make up a big crazy number Oh sure, I'll take half a million dollars for this acre of land I have. <laughs> you <Yep. know? laughs> that's just the way it goes. For sure. But uh But you but know, yeah, it's I, it's really interesting some of the things that you've got going on, you know, on this in, in your research area. Uh some of the activity yep. a lot of people that I know would kill for some of the activity that you've got going on in, you know, their areas and things like that. Uh, what I recommend to anyone listening who, who, you know, is looking for something like that, what I did was just kind of follow my intuition. Like, I had a feeling about it. I checked it out. What I also do is when I drive around, I'll be looking, you know, looking on the sides of the road for anything strange, like strange tree formation or structure, things like that. And uh, sometimes when I see stuff like that, I'll just kind of, kind of go for it. And um and especially at like Talladega National Forest, like I'll follow creeks down and we got into some really cool areas up there. Um, 
because it's just so vast. But I just kind of followed my intuition and uh, started having experiences and out there. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe it's so close to home, but it's, it seems to be pretty active. And I can't wait to get out there for more. Yeah, no doubt. It's like uh, an adrenaline rush when you get out there yeah. and you start looking for these creatures, man, and you start finding evidence. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's just crazy. It opens your mind up. It's like you realize that you're... You're in the of the cell phones and things like that. If you would yeah. set these things down and get into the woods, you would see things that you never thought were possible. You would hear things that will make you think, Definitely. what was that? You know, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate, too, for getting your family out there and going on adventures mm -hmm. and things like that and going hiking. And, uh, you know, I do that here in this area. I'm blessed, blessed beyond measure to live in a place where I'm surrounded by these mountains and I can get That's out great. into my backyard and have fun, you know. And I try to do as yeah. much hiking and things like that as possible. So, you know, I encourage anyone to get out there and just have a little adventure. Uh, take the yeah, family out, you know, and make a day out of it. Yep. I agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, like you said, not enough people are getting out and doing that, uh, you know, partly because of technology and cell phones and just the way we live nowadays. And so it's no wonder why we don't see, you know, when, when people ask me, like, well, why don't we, you know, I've never seen one or anything. I'm like, well, are you out, out in the woods ever? <laughs> like, you, you know, you, you live in the city. You don't really go out in the woods ever. You know, go spend some time out there and, uh, you know, look for some signs and you might find uh, some exactly. things that will amaze you. And yeah, technology is going to be there. Yeah, technology is yeah. going to be there, you know, after you come home to it, you know, just. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot of bad health habits that form after technology with frequency of light yep. um and things like that and you know they're doing more and more studies on uh, posture and younger children and things and kids posture is so bad now from <laughs> from oh, being man. on laptops <laughs> computers and things yeah. like that you know you know it yeah set that set that down for a little bit and get in the mountains have a little fun you know just go on a hike you'd be surprised at what you might hear or find you know Definitely, man. And I was a little bit different, you know, <laughs> when I was, when I graduated high school, I went straight out and hit the trail. I hiked from, uh, started hiking in Alabama through like uh, the Penhody Trail, through Cheha and Talladega National Forest. And I hiked up to, all the way to uh, about the, the middle of Tennessee. Um, and then we were on the Appalachian Trail at that point. We had connected to that and hiked up there. And we decided uh, that we wanted to try to through-hike the Appalachian Trail. And so we realized that we were late in the season and we ended up getting uh, 
my friend's parents came and picked us up, drove us up to Maine, and we started hiking south, and we made it to about Pennsylvania, um, all through all through the mountains and through the woods, you know, trails that the Appalachian Trail. Um, and by then, it was getting kind of cold. It was like late October. We didn't have great gear. But I did happen to hike the whole trail in one go in 2014. Um, I, you know, it took about five and a half months, but I did do the whole entire Appalachian Trail. So definitely, awesome. Uh, you know, I'm a big advocate too for for getting out there because it's awesome. It's very, yeah, that that's that's something I want to knock off my bucket list is to do the whole trail. You know, uh, living on the great, Appalachian man. chain of mountains here. You know, you know. Uh, that that's something that I'm looking forward to doing one day is actually going to do that. You should, man. It was it was it was so worth it. I mean, it's so so healing. Like my mom had passed away in 2012, and uh, and I just really needed it. You know, I had put on a little bit of weight, <clears> and I was kind of depressed. And by the end of the trail, I was probably in the best shape I've ever been in my life. But you know, now I'm not <laughs> not in great shape again. But Maybe it's time for another long distance hike. <laughs> yeah, I'd recently, you know, uh, over the past two years, I've lost a lot of weight. I've had surgery and stuff. You know, I was like upwards yeah. of five hundred pounds, five hundred twenty-four somewhere yeah. through there, and uh, you know, I'm down to like three forty-eight now, and it's that's the reason why I'm in when I'm in the mountains. You know, like every other day, doing things, whether it's um, yeah, four by four uh atvs utv side by sides whatever you want to call them if i'm able to get out i'm i'm out in it and you yep. know that that's what it's all about uh kids that are growing up these days there's so much more into technology and, and that's that's not the way to live you know what if something nah. was to happen to where you're put in a situation to where you have to survive most kids wouldn't know yeah. that they have to light a match to start a fire. They would uh, be like, well, isn't it uh, what lighter's for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, because, you know, usually when I go out, especially in new areas or places I'm not familiar with, I mean, I'm going to bring some water purification and, you know, tools to start a fire and, um, I I have a really small one-person tent, so I can usually bring that anywhere I go, just in case I need shelter. And uh, it's definitely important to know those skills, and um, that's why, like you said, people need to get out there and uh, get back to the woods, go out and adventure, and get 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 your hands yeah, on dirty. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to I'll have to get you up here. Uh on a three-day weekend one day at one time soon and uh, do some hiking with me and stuff and take you and let you see some of the cool stuff that we have up here we've got this place up here that is called maze maze rock and it's actually up on top of the mountain uh in mm -hmm. blanton forest at camp blanton and it's like the awesomest thing there ever was there's like little caves and things and it's the first time that i actually got to go up there but they kicked my butt that day. I mean, they had, it's like seven mile round trip and we wow. walked all the way through. Yeah. We took her, we took her time and we had fun. We climbed over rocks and underneath rocks and everything. It was just awesome experience. 
and uh yeah my, my buddy and mine uh, of mine we're uh we're gonna try to go back when the weather starts cooling down next month um we went like right in the middle of summer last year and it about melted us all down but oh my god <laughs> you know that there's there's a lot of cool stuff up here that uh you like that hiking and things like that man this would be right up your alley you know we you could come up here and just have a good time and things and we can get out and do some uh hit little shepherd's trail and do a little ghost hunting and stuff definitely that'd be great we will definitely have to plan something if not uh if not you know this year then of course next year we'll get it oh yeah we'll get out there together yeah we'll we'll, we're gonna have to get something planned up uh we've been on here for about an hour and 19 minutes so i don't think i'm going to keep you any longer than this but i i appreciate you coming on and actually sitting down and talking about these things uh maybe we can have you on again um soon and we can actually take some calls in and get some questions going for you about some things. Yeah, definitely, man. And, uh, you know, if anyone has any questions or anything about tonight, you feel free to, you know, give them my information or they can email me at uh, the Spectral Wolfpack uh, Squad at gmail.com and anything like that. You can always reach out to me. I'm always open to, to chat and talk about whatever so and tell them about your youtube channel oh yeah uh if you search for spectral wolfpack paranormal or bigfoot bob you can find my youtube channels uh, i also have a blog basically if you search for spectral wolfpack paranormal you can find any of my stuff um and that's my main channel and everything that, that i've been working on a lot but um yeah but thank you so much for for having me on and talking it was a lot of fun thank you dude for coming on i really enjoyed having you on the show and uh guys if you have any questions or anything uh shoot me a message over and i will get it to alex and you guys can uh if um you have uh something going on in your home and you live near alex and you need some help uh shoot him an email and i'm sure that he'll try if like he's he's like me if he can't help you out he will get you in contact with someone that can but ladies and gentlemen this is all the time we're going we don't have but this is this is all the time we're going to have for right now but i want to thank you all so much for uh hanging out with us listening to us ram will talk about a little bit of everything uh, once again, Alex, thank you for coming on the show. It's been awesome. Uh, hope to get you back on soon, brother. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.